Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. It's a funky number day. 12-22-21. You do it forwards or backwards. Palindromes, if I remember correctly from high school. One twenty twenty one was the first inauguration day in American history. We won't have one two zero three zero two one until the year thirty twenty one. What a day yesterday! Everything rebounded after a couple down days due to Omicron, and the stories are just getting crazy. There's a restaurant in Marin that had a family get together for Christmas and all 30 of the guests got COVID and all 30 of the guests pre-screened for COVID. So it was a waiter, waitress, host, hostess, or something like that. That's the thought. Not that anyone really a hundred percent trusts those little kids, but you got to go with what you got to go with. Yesterday, Boeing was massive. Winner up almost 6% to 199.52. The NASDAQ was up 2.4%. That's an oversized gain. The SP 500 was up 1.78%, doing a little bit of rebound action. The Dow Jones and the Star was up 1.6%. What's up next? The Omicron era stock market for you is here. This is our fourth variant, right? Or not our third variant, I suppose, in the original. Still the original, the OG. This time it feels like our friends are getting sick. Um, I can tell you, I know two people that have actually been directly in my life. People that I've actually been in the room with two years ago. I've gotten COVID now. My sister's daughter has gotten COVID for a second time. So I think we all know people at this point in time. Good thing, bad thing. Good thing the FDA is set to authorize COVID pills from Pfizer and Merck this week. These treatments are intended to be taken by vulnerable people shortly after they're infected. Significantly reduce the burden on strained hospitals is the idea in the United States. Experts are saying the pills are pandemic medical milestones that we should be acknowledging. I'll be honest, I'm supposed to try, fly over New Year's and I haven't really made up my mind. Still not there. Even though I can convince myself to say this isn't March 2020 when it was a dreary, dreary situation. The President of the United States gave a speech yesterday outlining new steps countries can take. Centerpiece of the plan is mailing out 500 million rapid COVID tests. Starting in January, Americans can log on to a new website, order tests, and get them shipped to their house for free. It would have been nice if they were in place for the Christmas when people willingly take the chance of getting together with others. Um, my father-in-law yesterday, we had to order some test kits 
form because he couldn't figure out how to do it himself. The one place he went to was sold out. And that makes sense for him ahead of the holidays, right? Um, Biden announced that a thousand military personnel with medical skills are going to be deployed to overburdened hospitals. Government's also going to open up pop-up testing sites across the country and dispatch hundreds of people to put COVID shots in the arms. Biden's speech is a sign that at least the White House perspective, the era of lockdowns appears to be over. The era of living with the virus is beginning. We've seen the NHL. I know you're probably like, what's that? It's the National Hockey League. I know you're like, what's our local team? Fair, fair. The ratings aren't high. Um, they basically shut down for Christmas a couple days early. And they're tacking on a couple extra days at the end of it just try to take off the stress of canceling games. U.S. and Canada, Canadian teams are not mismatching their plays. And so it looks like another, it looks problematic. The NFL played two games yesterday due to COVID over the weekend. Tuesday, it's like Tuesday night football. What's going on here? It's weird. It really throws your schedule when the NFL game ends like, an hour earlier than you're used to because it's played on a day that you're not used to. It's like your biorhythm's not there. The Kellogg strike is over. Whew. Tony the Tiger can go back to work. 1,400 union workers at Kellogg factories in Michigan, Nebraska, Pennsylvania, and Tennessee approved a new five-year contract. Workers at the four plants walked off the job 11 weeks ago. Soaring pandemic demand for Kellogg's products during the pandemic. Employees regularly log 72 to 84-hour work weeks. A claim that Kellogg said that's not even possible. There's a pledge not to close any plants through 2026, a pledge for a clear path to regular full-time employment and across-the-board wage increases and cost of living adjustments. So this could be an interesting year for labor. You know how we've talked about how the healthcare services has been ravaged by COVID and the hotel leisure restaurant industry has been ravaged. This could be a very, very interesting year for labor. Jack Dorsey took to Twitter yesterday to bash web three. Elon Musk responded as well, asking if everyone's seen web three, the next generation of the internet has been touted as a decentralized alternative to big tech, but a lot of experts are not convinced. Can we build a better internet? Do we need to build a better internet? Or is it going to be basically creating toll booths as you decentralize it? Huh. Can't say I'm excited by that story. Facebook whistleblower Francis Hogan knows what she'd say to Mark Zuckerberg if she ever met him. She said that she'd tell him he didn't have to live the life he's been living and that he doesn't have to be afraid. It's going to be an interesting 2022 for Facebook. Campbell Brown, Facebook's vice president of global new partnerships, said it plans to bring on more writers to the newsletter platform in the near year. It's expanding their bulletin platform as the newsletter war heats up. Lawmakers are demanding answers from Jeff Bezos and Ed Jassy of the deaths of Amazon staffers and warehouse collapse. 23 lawmakers sent a letter to the Amazon employees after six workers were killed in the warehouse that was hit by a tornado last week. 
Boeing and Airbus want the United States to delay its 5G rollout. What? They're worried that 5G interference could affect planes' ability to fly safely. That's not good. The electric Ford 150 that's coming out. You've seen the commercial. It can not only charge your house, but it can charge other electric vehicles. Mobile electric vehicle chargers. That is semi-interesting. Will the bull market rage into the new year is the big question that we end these final few days on. Tom Lee from Fundstrat thinks the stocks are going to rip higher for fourth consecutive year. Rallying 11% higher into 2022 by the end. He thinks inflation will retreat as supply chains snags diminish and continue to low rates. Even as the Fed turns hawkish are still pretty low historically. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. 16% of Americans are willing to go into debt to buy holiday presents for their kids. Oh, I get it. Wanting to give our kids a better childhood than we had. Wanting to buy their affection. I hosted a birthday party over the weekend. And um, one of the moms comes to pick up her sons late. Party was a success. Kids were happy kind of thing. And one of the things she, she was talking about is the Oculus Rift. They've got the Oculus Rift at home because her uh, divorced dad had bought one for the grandkids or the kids. So the divorced dad wants to please his kids. So he bought the one toy, the, the over-the-top toy, virtual reality. I said, I hear you're not supposed to use those until the kids are a little bit older. <laughs> you just kind of not thinking about what I'm saying to someone who has one, who has kids. And she goes, uh, we try to limit it as much as we can. Games aren't that fun anyway. More than one in 10 Americans said they would spend beyond their means to get the best gift for the, ch- the child in their lives. With 16% saying they would be willing to go to, into debt. Another 5% of respondents say they would physically fight another shopper to leave a store with a toy. I feel like it's a lot, more, uh, a lot higher number of Americans that are willing to go into debt for toys. I don't think that's accurate in any way, shape, or form. Coupon follow. Surveyed 1,085 people in the United States who self-reported their responses to 22% age 18 to 29, 28% 30 to 44. Respondents reported a willingness to spend a maximum of $173 on a single gift for a child. Fathers were more likely to spend more on a single gift than mothers with an average response of $197 compared to the mother's average response of 154 Depending on your income was the threshold where you would say, oh yeah, I'm going to spend more. So if like you made under $25,000, you'd say $131 on a gift. If you made between 25K and 50K, you're like $178 on a single gift. If you make it between 50,000 and 75,000, 146, that tipped a little bit. Interesting psychologically. That the true middle class of America, that who are the 50 to 75,000? 
are almost the most prudish when it comes to spending on Christmas gifts. If you make over $100,000 or more, you're spending up to $231, according to the survey. The hottest gifts will get people to pay more money on eBay, up to 22% more than retail price. Parents are willing to say, I'll drive to 50 miles from here for Apple products. For video game systems and for Lego building blocks, people, parents are willing to travel over up to 50 miles for the hottest gifts. <laughs> wow. I am very fortunate to say that debt is not a problem in my life. I would imagine that for a lot of the listeners, debt is something you still toil with. For me, I, I use my debt as credit card reward points for you. Many people use your debt as, you know, a weight around your neck. It sucks. One late payment to the debt that you create over Christmas will mean you pay more for a car than me. It means you will pay more for a mortgage than me. I don't like it. So try not to go into debt for your kids. I get it but I don't like it. Listen to what a crazy time we live in. And I try to put a decent spin on it on occasion so you don't get too morbid. I'm not doing the 815,000 Americans have died of COVID. It's probably greatly larger. If you weren't throwing the phrase complications due to COVID and untested patients who died. Amazon's limited the sales of its at-home COVID-19 test kits amid a surge in demand tied to fears around the fast-spreading Omicron variant. Already after just a couple of weeks, and we knew this was coming after Thanksgiving, two weeks later, we we're going to be paying the price. But we're surprised at how fast Omicron has taken the number one position from Delta. Walgreens and CVS are limiting how many at-home COVID test customers can purchase both in-store and online. We're having a run on COVID tests. It's better than a run on toilet paper, right? And it seems to imply we'll be better tested this year. Unless people are stashing them in their homes, which wouldn't surprise me. Can you imagine me, the kid coming back to school? And, hey, you want to buy a COVID test? I was not the kid who sold bubble gum out of my locker, but I admired the kids who sold bubble gum out of their high school locker. Shortage test comes as President Biden said the government's going to purchase 500 million at home tests. So we have a supply and demand issue. New York City is weighing some new restrictions for Times Square's New Year's Eve celebration. It looks like due to the timing We've all become frustrated with COVID. Republicans and Democrats have become frustrated with our leaders for what is viewed as a lack of leadership on both sides now. A lot of I told you so's. But will LA implement school bans? It's just very discerning to like discouraging, right? I said I wasn't going to get discouraged, but I guess I've come to. In New York City, the annual party at Times Square comes New York City grapples the major uptick in COVID-19 cases. More than 9% of people in the city who got tested for COVID had the virus as of Saturday. 
very, very, um, problematic. Vaccination rates in the country are just over 71% in New York state that are fully immunized compared with 62% of the U.S. population. As the new Omicron variant rages through the city, certain live performances like the Radio City Music Rockets have been canceled. Criminals have stolen nearly $100 billion in COVID relief funds. That's a shocker. That's a big round number. That sounds like something from a movie. Criminals have stolen close to $100 billion. Stolen funds were diverted by fraudsters from the Small Business Administration's Paycheck Program. Recovered funds include more than $400 million from PayPal and Green Dot Corporation. Government shelled out about $3.5 trillion in COVID relief. $3.5 trillion in COVID relief. $100 billion stolen. Oh. Do we need a death penalty to come back? An instant death penalty to make its, its, its way in for anyone who steals? I know, I know, I know. You already said you're wealthy, Rob. You don't need to steal. But my baby needs a Christmas gift. Take a break here. We'll be right back. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. There's a lot of things I would not have thought about. Something that has come out of COVID in the last two years. I think it's fair to say cryptocurrencies become very, very intriguing by many and downright fascinating. Stable coins want to be the future of money, but there's a deficit of trust. Regulations coming that'll help. 2021 was a year where Zillow flopped at iBuying, but rivals still have a chance. They really flopped at iBuying. And it's interesting because we'll get to that in just a second. Housing numbers today are, again, just something to make your eyes pop out of your head. There's something coming out of COVID that I I guess I would have thought of maybe. It's called revenge travel. A $100,000 nine-month cruise. Royal Caribbean is betting on revenge travel. Now that cases were tumbling at the beginning of December, but spiking well, tell me at the beginning of November, but spiking at the beginning of December. It'll be interesting to see how what Royal Caribbean sticks with this. They just announced a nine-month ultimate world cruise starting in December 2023, hitting every continent with more than 150 excursions from Machu Picchu to the Great Wall. Prices with business class flights and pre-cruise gala run between $61,000 and $120,000 per person. You drink deeply, you spill plenty, booze and laundry services, all included. I could not imagine a bigger nightmare than a nine-month cruise. You get on the cruise pregnant, you come off the cruise with a baby. That's too long for me. But I get it. I get the revenge angle that they're trying to go for. I get the, the grandparents who've now missed... Oh, I go on a cruise every Christmas. Well, you've missed two of them, probably, Grandpa. Sorry, I'm Grandma and Grandpa. November, November home sales rose due to the hot job market and concerns over rising rates next year. 
that's going to be a headwind for home prices as interest rates slart, start to, I was going to say slowly, and then I said slart, and that just sounds dirty. Oh, what'd you do last night? I slarted. It's kind of got the slobber in it, right? And we also know the other part, the ART has. Sales of previously owned homes in November rose 1.9% from October to 6.4 million units. Sales were 2% lower than November of 2020. Contracts were likely signed in September and October because these are closings. Regionally, month-to-month sales in the Northeast were unchanged. Midwest rose slightly. The South rose greatly up 3%. And on the West Coast, the Western states up 2.3%. It's being blamed on the strengthening job market and concerns amongst potential buyers that mortgage rates will be significantly higher next year. There are 1.1 million homes for sale at the end of November. It's down 13% from last year. That's the big story here. It's 2.1 month supply. If we keep buying homes at the same pace we're buying homes, which is considered a brisk, we'll be out of homes in 2.1 months if no one else puts their home on the market for sale. Tight supply continues to put upward pressure on home prices. Median home price at the end of November or yeah, $353,900. That's up 13.9% from November of 2020. Now, earlier, two months ago, home prices were rising at the annual gain of 20%. So we're down to 13.9. It's a little bit of slowing, which is normal. Well, it's abnormal to be rising 20%, right? Sales are stronger in more expensive categories with homes priced between 750000 and a million rising 37%. The market's moving quickly with the average days as home stays on sale, on sale on a market is 18 days. So a lot of people are buying homes as is. I fell in that category in July of this year. It as is was as is. And I'm learning that there was some problems that needed to be fixed. Uh, I've spent more on fixing problems than I wanted to. Uh, but also I believe in proper maintenance of a home is a good idea. Proper maintenance of a car is a good idea. Mortgage rates are not helping buyers much. Rates are still low historically. That's the kicker. The average rate on a popular 30-year fixed mortgage is 3.22%. But back in September, it was down to 2.9%, which shows you why the housing price popped so much. I'm not a college student, but if I played a college student on TV, I might write a paper about how the cost of money affects your home more so than you being a smart home buyer. At the best time to sell a home probably could have been in the pandemic because the cost of money was the cheapest. Interesting, right? It does have a big effect on people. Next on the metaverse, 2022. We're going to have to convince, and this is stuff that I'm starting to write down. Um, I like writing. I like very pinned paper feeling. Don't give me a fancy pen for Christmas. I'm not that guy. I like my Gillette Bic. I don't know. They're gel rollers. I think they're called gel twos. 
I know you're saying you have a favorite pen, but you don't like expensive pens. That's right. So something the metaverse is going to have to do is we had a friend stop by and he's got two sisters and the three of them all play um, virtual reality games on the Oculus Rift. One of them is like a scuba diving game or something like that. I don't know. They got to convince me to join the metaverse. And then they're going to have to convince your mom and dad to join the metaverse. Will we get there in 2022? And one of the big predictions for 2022 is that tech's going to talk a lot about it. But the average person's going to do very little about it. Apple's augmented reality glasses with the specs that have leaked look to be about $3,000 a pair which is probably too much. One of my thoughts is if you're going to wear augmented reality, that probably implies it's not going to be a big headset. Probably implies something that are going to be more like goggles or glasses. Virtual reality to me kind of implies like a headset that you can't take out in public. In theory, we'll, we'll figure out if we get there. But I think that's one of the things we have to like start coming to grips with. I think people are going to get married in the metaverse a lot in 2022. I think it, it starts to become a thing. You can have a virtual wedding. A lot of kids today grew up with computers and consoles. They're very comfortable with it. A lot of kids grew up today with Zoom calls. They're very comfortable with it. You kind of merge all this together and you get a virtual wedding. And suddenly you can invite everyone in your Facebook list, everyone in your Instagram list. I think I have what 150, 200 friends on Facebook. I'm not bragging. I'm kind of a big deal. I've got 4,000 followers on Facebook uh, group page for I hate Rob Black. I'm not bragging. I'm just kind of a big deal. And for the record, having 150 friends of which I've seen maybe two of them in the last two years. So I'm not that big of a deal. Um, but that kind of is attractive sounding like, I can invite all my Facebook fans and all my Instagram fans to my, I don't know, my retirement party. And I'll go, hey, if anyone wants to tip me $5 for the last 25 years of advice, tip me $5. Woo! And all the money will start rolling in. But trying to convince more than kids. My kids are totally ready for virtual reality. I'm not. And then trying to get the grandparents in so they can do a video call with the kids. And like, that's going to be impossible. So just throwing that down for you. United States Army is testing a universal vaccine. It hopes will target all coronavirus variants. That's good to know. I wonder if we're going to get anything out of this COVID thing that'll help society in the future. U.S. Army is wrapping up early clinical trials on a vaccine it hopes will target all existing variants. Named SPFN for spike ferritin nanoparticle. It's shown promise in non-human primate trials and early human trial results are expected this month. It's a new platform called self-assembling protein nanoparticle. Unlike other vaccines, which use mRNA to trigger the immune response, this shot would work by injecting a molecule that looks like a little like a 24-faced soccer ball. Each face of the ball would carry a bit of a spike protein that can trigger the body to mount immune responses. Um, 
All I'll say is, sounds good. We'll see. Development of vaccine against the next pandemic is what I hope we pull forward. Because we seem to live in a world that can have swine flu, uh, mad cow disease, Ebola. This is a pretty regular thing. This one's just a lot stickier, it feels like. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Have a question? Reach out at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, invested more. Congressman, Congresswoman, while really test positive for COVID-19. Stories like that, they're just the new normal, right? She said she's fully vaccinated. She received a booster. She said she's experiencing cold-like symptoms. Um, just seems regular. This feels like the round that hits our friends. When the first round, we're like, oh, it got a lot of old people in old folks' homes. Uh, my mom died in an old folks' home of COVID. This one feels like it's getting some people more so my age, more so my height, more so my color skin, more so my income. It's looking a lot like me. Okay. Elon Musk is in the news. Um, He is Times Man of the Year. So I guess he's been in the news a lot this year. He said that he sold enough stock to reach his plan to sell 10% of his shares even though he increased his share count because he converted some stock options. The billionaire who moved the company's headquarters from California, Texas this month after his personal move also slammed California on the way out for overtaxation and overregulation. Tesla shares have hovered near record highs uh, for the better part of 10 years, it feels like. They lost about a quarter of their value. When Musk said on November 6th that he would start selling up to 10% of his shares. He said, I sold enough stock to get around 10% plus the option exercise stuff. And I tried to be extremely literal here. He said in an interview, a lot of people think it's not a good idea for him to talk about what he buys and sells on Twitter. In our industry, If you can move a stock, it's not good to tell people what you're doing because it looks like you're benefiting yourself or hurting them potentially. Musk still has 3 million stock options, which expire in August next year. It's going to prompt him to sell a portion more for sure. On his way out of California, he said, quote, California used to be the land of opportunity. And now it is becoming more so the land of the sort of over-regulation, over-litigation, over-taxation. It was increasingly difficult to get things done in California. He has said his tax rate tops 50%, which would include federal and state income taxes. He faces no income tax in, in Texas versus California. Musk has been talking a lot about the metaverse recently. A buzzword which he has jumped it on saying basically not good things about it. His quote, and I like this quote about the metaverse is sure you can put a TV on your nose. He said, I think we're far from disappearing in the metaverse. This sounds just kind of buzzwordy. Interesting, right? 
it's, I, I think 2022 is going to be an interesting year because I don't think we're going to see a, a whole lot of anything on the metaverse. I think there's some companies that are really, really well prepared for it, like Roblox, Epic. There's some companies that I, I don't think are ready for it, like Facebook. I don't know what Facebook's angle is going to be. It's going to be, I don't think anyone gets it. Stocks are rebounding again today, which is, I'll be honest with you, I think I like it when stocks go up more so than they go down. Because I feel your stress when they go down, even though in my head of heads, I'm like, this is a good thing. Another Amazon Web Services outage has hit Slack, Coinbase, and other services. Um, interesting. There's a big story about a computer virus going around. Something like log for jam. And I don't know enough about it. And the reason I'm telling you this is like, there's things that I'm hyper-focused on. Anything to do with money, anything to do with investing, anything to do with interest rates, anything to do with, and there's things that I'm just not, eh. And it seems like that's one I should be more interested in. But okay, so Amazon Web Services status page acknowledged launch failures and connectivity issues. Um, it's hit Epic Games and Fortnite, Slack. Coinbase. Coinbase is one that is concerned because if you have crypto and you're like trying to sell before a crash, you would be pretty stressed, in my opinion. So more on Amazon Web Services in the new year. Other big stories of note today. Google CEO has blamed employee leaks the press for reduced trust and candor at the company. Yeah, I kind of feel that vibe, don't you? A lot of whistleblowers, a lot of whistleblowers in the last two years. Um, CEO of Google, Sundar Pichai, was confronted with an employee question earlier this month asking whether Google plans to be more honest and direct with its staff. And he seems like responses are getting more and more lawyer-like with canned phrases or platitudes. Um, a lot of mistrust with regular Americans in the government and with regular Americans and their bosses. In 2018, over 20,000 Google employees staged a walkout and protest the company's handling of sexual harassment. Google employees formed their first ever union in January of this year. The union called on the company to change how it handles sexual misconduct claims. It is a funky world we live in. Settling with HR and agreeing not to press charges, but settling. And then does the company talk about it or not? Does it wait and let another woman become a victim or not? Did the guy get fired or not? We do have, we do have some issues here, don't we? Or not. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Years close it out. Hopefully you've had a good one. I'm Rob Black. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is The Rob Black Show. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv and on local now, channel 525.